Here we are, Abotai. Boker Or. Rafael Boker Tov. It's good to see you. Azak Baruch for last night. Job well done. I went to Montreal and slept in my bed last night. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi. It was amazing. Thank you very much. Great, great, uh, great crowd. Great, uh, great excitement. Mezrat <clears throat> Hashem, beautiful. All right, uh, Rabotai. Wednesday, 10.15. We said uh, we're going to occupy this time and we earmarked it for the study of Tehillim of David HaMelech Alav HaShalom. Uh, these classes are being studied Zecher Neshmat HaTzadeket Le'ah Lili Bat Virjaneh Mrs. Lili Meddeb Alei HaShalom These classes are the brainchild of our good friend Dr. Rafi Meddeb in honor and in memory of his mother Alei HaShalom so the uh, the system that we chose, otherwise we'll never finish the Tehillim, so we had to choose a system just to move. So we chose to actually take a perik a week. Obviously we're not going to be able to get every single word and every single pasuk. Uh, I recommend to our listeners, they could buy the art scroll Tehillim, if they're interested in uh, literal translation and some derash, <clears throat> you're more than welcome. Uh, we just come to give you a theme of every chapter just so we can have a uh, little more kavana uh, when we get to these uh, perakim. We're up to chapter Yud today. Uh, the chapter begins, Lama Adonai Ta'amod Berachok. Why, Hashem, do you stand aloof? Aloof means far away uh, you conceal yourself in times of distress David Amenek was calling out God when we need you the most in the times of need why do you stand why do you stand far of course the Rav uh, Hida points out that God is of course not standing far God is always close but the Hida's language is it seems to us that you are far, but in truth, God is never far. God is always close to his children. But it seems to us during the Galut that God is far. And the Hachamim tell us that primarily this chapter was said, uh, David Amelich predicting the Jewish people's predicament in exile. And they're going to be under the thumb of Esav. That's why if you look at the... Uh, if, if you look at the Seforno, he says, Lama Hashem ta'amod berachok, milikabil tefillah. You don't accept that tefillot. We're praying for, uh, for things, and we don't get answered. Ta'alim, Seforno, mir'ot bitzarot amecha. You don't see the needs and the distress of your nation. Ta'hat malchut That is under the sovereignty of malchut the wicked nation. The wicked nation, of course, being Esav. And the pasuk goes on to say, that Bega'avat Rasha, the Rasha, Esava Rasha, Gava, he has arrogance. Yidlak Ani, Yidlak Rashi says Yirdof, like it says Dalakta Aharai. He chases. The Goyim, Esav, pursues us. Yitafesu, they catch us. Bimzimodzu Ashabu with all the different uh, plans that they have and strategies in order to trap Bene Israel. Again, the Minhat Arif says 
that this chapter specifically is talking Lama Hashem Ta'amod Berachot Hainu Begalut. This is the chapter of Galut. <clears throat> so that is, uh, that is clear. And the prayer is uh, basically saying, the chapter is saying, God, why do you stand far from us? Or why do you seem to be far from us? Why don't you answer our tefillot? We're still in the exile. We have so much trouble. And the, uh, the rasha is prospering. Look at the next pasuk for a second. Ki hilel rasha. Hillel, Hillel means like praising. Rasha is the wicked man. The wicked man praises. What does he take praise on? Al-ta'abat nafsho. He praises his ta'avot. He praises his lust and his desires. <coughs> Rashi says again, Ki Hillel Rasha, Ki ata esava Rasha mitalel. In this generation, esava Rasha takes pride. What does he take pride? Shemasi kol ta'avat nafsho. That he is uh, um, fulfilling all his heart's desires. <clears throat> and the Pasuk goes on to call him Rasha. He doesn't have God in his thoughts, etc. And he's successful against us, even though we're the good ones and he's the bad one. And the Pasuk goes on to talk about the Jewish struggle in exile under the sovereignty of Esav. Okay, fine. So that's the theme of the, uh, of the, of the chapter. Why isn't God answering Atefilot? Lama Adonai Ta'amod Barahok. Which, by the way, <clears throat> very, very appropriate because we have that question many times also. And we pray to God, <clears throat> and we don't seem to get answered. And therefore, we have that same uh, response that David Amelech has Lama Hashem Ta'amod Barahok. Ta'alim le'itot batsara. You know, at the time that we need God most, but Sarah, the time of distress, and we don't, we don't seem to get answered. Rabotai, there's a, um, an interesting custom that the Ashkenazim have, our brothers, our brother in the Ashkenazim, may they live and be well. I was not aware of this custom, but I am very excited uh, to report this to you. I found this in the introduction to the art scroll, <coughs> Tehillim. If you look at the introduction to chapter 10, they say like this, according to the Ashkenazic ritual recorded in Sidur Avodat Yisrael, it was customary to recite this psalm during Aseret Yemet Teshuvah. Oh, <clears throat> so look at this, Rabotai. Mina Shamayim, we got to this chapter, and uh, chapter 10 is a chapter that they read during Aseret Yemet Teshuvah. And as you know, Rabbi, we don't plan this. You know, we just do one a week. You know, we didn't say, oh, we'll start now. So when we get to chapter 10, it'll be, uh, we, we're not too smart. We, we can't think that far ahead. We, you know, we're lucky if we think one chapter ahead, let alone to think 10 ahead. So Baruch Hashem, we hit the chapter of Aseri Yimet Teshuvah. And we are now in the year Tavshin Peh Aleph in Aseri Yimet Teshuvah. So therefore, it is very, very appropriate that... Um, that we study this chapter through the prism of Aseret Yimit Teshuvah. Incidentally, what does it say about Aseret Yimit Teshuvah? Dirshu Adonai Behim Matzeo, Kira'uhu Biyoto Karov. That during Aseret Yimit Teshuvah, it says God is very, very close. God is close to us all year. It says that God is Mika Hashem Elokeinu. Who is like God? That we can call upon Him, Bechol Koreinu, we can call upon Him uh, uh, every time. Who is like God of the Jewish people that they have a God that's karov, kerovim? 
So what's the difference between Asinim and Tishra and the rest of the days of the year? So the Sechalil Baruch says during Asinim and Tishra, even the individual has a status like a minyan. Which is an amazing thing. That during the year you want to get close to Hashem, come with a minyan. But during Asinim and Tishra, you don't need a minyan. Even if you come an individual, which is an amazing thing because now during the pandemic, a lot of people are agonizing they don't have a minyan. You don't need a minyan during Asinim and Tishra. <clears throat> if a person prayed biyahid on Rosh Hashanah, there's no such thing as praying biyahid. There's no such thing. Because during Asinim and Tishra, the yahid has a deen of a sibur. There's going to be some people that are going to be praying alone on Kippur because they have, uh, you know, there's, a, <clears throat> there's an uptick in the, uh, in the pandemic, in the Alenu and the virus. But even if they're going to pray biyahid, they don't have to be worried so much because Harambam writes that the yahid has a deen of a sibur. So in during this time, we come to God and say, God, you said that during Asim and Tzray, you're supposed to be close. But why do we still feel that you're far? Now, what does that mean? Why should we feel that he's far? If God indeed is close, why don't we feel it? Rabotai, today, we came to uh, reveal a very, very important secret that is <clears throat> actually, the chapter begins why don't you answer our prayers? That's why Sefun understands the, the beginning of the chapter. Why aren't you answering? So somewhere in the chapter it has to tell us why. And then it has to give us the secret that we make a certain adjustment and then the tefillot will be answered. And if we get answered, we'll be saved from the tzarot of the galut. And of course, <clears throat> our tefillot during Asir Teshuvah will be answered as well. The answer, Rabotai, is found right at the end. Open up Pasuk Yud Zayin. All the chapters talking about break the wicked hand of the Rasha, you know, break their plans, they're coming after us. But then it says over here, Ta'avat anavim shamarta. God, you answer the desires of the humble ones. Tachin libam, you prepare their hearts, takshiv oznecha, and you listen. Oh, that's what we're trying to accomplish. Takshiv oznecha, that's the key. How do you get to takshiv oznecha? How do you get God to listen? That's the ultimate game. Takshiv oznecha. So the pasuk says, takhin libam. If you can accomplish those two words, takhin libam, then automatically... <clears throat> you'll get takshim oznecha, and then you won't have that question that you have in the beginning of the chapter. Okay, how come God? You're not answering. <clears throat> You're not getting answered because you don't have takhin libam. But if you would have takhin libam, takshim oznecha. It's two words. Only question is, what do those two words mean? So I open up the Gemara Rabotai. As you know, we study these shiurim based on the teachings of the Gemara. Talmud Berachot, page 31. Tanu Rabbanan Hametpalel Sarich Shiyechaven Et Libo Lashamayim Oh When a person prays A person should have Kabana Sarich Shiyechaven Et Libo Lashamayim Should I tell you how I always learned this Gemara Today I'm going to say it in a different way I always learned this Gemara Kabana so When you pray you shouldn't think about uh, Your trip to Miami You shouldn't think about uh, you know, your business. You shouldn't think about, uh, you know, what you can eat for lunch. 
which normally happens when you start to pray the Amidah, your mind starts to, uh, to wander and wander from place to place. So the Gemara is coming to say that uh, you have to have the Kabana. <clears throat> Abbas Shaul Omer, so Abbas Shaul says, I'll bring you a proof. From our Tehillim. Tachin Libam. Tachin Libam. If they'll have Kabana in their heart, Tachin Libam. So it seems that the reason why Tefillot are not getting answered is because we're not having Kabana. Yeah, we're praying. We're praying like robots. We're reading the words. But uh, there's no Kabana. But if we were able to make Tachin Libam, be no question. Tachin Oznecha. Oh. There's a very, very interesting Bach. Rabotai in Ora Hayim. On this uh, Gemara that I just quoted, it's written in Shulchan Aruch, by the way, in Siman Sadihet. You know what? We have a Shulchan Aruch over here. I'm not. Uh, just bring me the Mishtabrura, Aleph. That's it. Very good. If you open up Siman Sadihet, just again, just to read it inside, just to get a little flavor here in the time. Mine Amit Palel, Sadik Shiechaven Belibo Perusha Milot, Shemotsi Bisfatav. Good, you have to understand the words that you're saying, otherwise, it's a Chinese newspaper. Viachov, Kiiru Shechina Kenegdo. And you have to imagine that Shekinah is in front of you. And you have to take out all the uh, things that preoccupy your mind. Until it's just net tefillah, pure tefillah. You imagine if you went to speak in front of the king. You know, I introduced the president this year of the United States. You know how much I prepared to speak Oh, a one-minute introduction that I'm reading from a paper. You know how many times I said it over? You know how much times I... Why? You're talking about, it, that's a human. So could you imagine how much you have to prepare? You don't want to stutter the word. You don't want to say the word wrong. You don't want to stop at the wrong spot. Oh, and then the Shohanaru comes along and says that this was the custom of Hasidim Rishonim. The early Hasidim, not the Hasidim from Williamsburg, Rabotai. This is the later Hasidim. I'm talking about the Hasidim of the times of the Gemara. They would make what's called Hidbodedut. <coughs> Before the Tefillah, they would isolate themselves. They would actually reach a level of uh, 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 out-of-body experience almost, which means the physical had no interference, they were just totally connected and zoned in in Takadosh Baruch Okay, that's the key. So says the Bach. <clears throat> the Bach makes a very, very important diyuk on our pasuk. What does it mean, we're telling God, you prepare their hearts. That's the wrong word. It should say, we should prepare our hearts. I mean, who has to have the kavana? God or us? So he says over here, <clears throat> Ooh, 
לפי דקרא משמע, לפעמים יש פסוק משמע, דאין ביד האדם לכוון ליבו לשמיים. It's impossible for us to have kavana on our own. And that's why it says, Shari Amar, Tachin Libam. God, you should prepare our hearts. Demashma, Im Tachin Libam, if you will help us prepare our hearts, as Takshib Be'oznecha. Then you will listen to our prayers. Alma, Debiyad HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lehachin Lebabam. That it's up to God in order to prepare our hearts. Sheikhavnu Betfila. Ve'ilmalei HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ozro, If God would not help us, you would not be able to have kavana. Which means what's incumbent upon us is we should have the desire. Please, Hashem, we want to have kavana. Once we show interest that we want to have kavana, it says, Somebody that comes to purify himself, God will help him. That means before we pray, not, not, not before the Amidah, that's too late already. Once you say Ga'al Yisrael, you have to start the Amidah. That's too late to start uh, making deals. Before you sit down and pray, you have to think to yourself, please, Bore Olam, uh, I need Kabanah today. I want to feel close. I don't want to feel distant from you. I don't want to feel that when I open the Sidur right away, I, I go on a trip uh, overseas. I, I want to have Kabanah today. You, you have to tell God that. Bore Olam says, are you coming to purify yourself? Beautiful. You came to the right address, the Bach says. Tachin libam. God will prepare their hearts. Tachin libam. We're talking to God. God will prepare. And then what happens? Takshiv necha. So therefore, it comes out, <clears throat> it comes out over here, a new explanation to a Gemara that we all know. The Gemara says, and we quoted this recently now in the Halakha, the Gemara says in Berachot, Hasidim arishonim, hayu shohim sha'a achat umitpalilim. Right? The Hasidim, before they would pray, they would spend an hour, you know, like we just said, pondering. They would take an hour. Sha'a achat. And it's a literal hour, by the way. They would spend a lot of time to get to this, to this level. And then what would they do after sha'a achat? Umitpalilim. And then they would pray. Kedesh yichavinuit nibam lamakom. In order that they'll be able to have the proper kavanah when they're praying. So the simple explanation is that they took the hour so they could pray with kavanah. But if that's the case, Rabotai, I saw Brotan in the sefer called Ol Shraga, he makes the following observation. Shouldn't it say, Hasidim arishunim ayushoim sha'achat, they would take an hour, so they can get kavanah, umit palilim, and then they would pray. But it doesn't say it like that. It says, Hasidim nishtunim ayushu'im sha'achat umit palilim. So he learns it, that they would take a sha'achat, and they would pray during that hour. And what were they praying during that hour? Kedeshi yichavinu nibam l'shamayim. That was the prayer that they made. They were praying during the hitmodedut. It's unbelievable the yuk again. The way he's learning it, Hasidim arishonim, are you shoim sha'achat umit palelim? During the sha'achat, they were praying. And what were they praying during the sha'achat? Kedeshi chavanot ibam lamakom. That you need to see how tadish mayat have kavanah. What do you It comes for nothing? When you see a guy, say, wow, I wish I had this guy's kavanah. What do you mean? He prayed for it. What do you mean? When you see a guy that has something, that means he must have prayed for it. He got it because he asked God for it. But we don't ask God for it. We go in cold. 
thinking that Kavanah is something easy. Kavanah is impossible. Kavanah is very difficult. The mind wanders all over the place. But if a Hasid knows that, and he comes to God and says, listen, I'm asking you for one thing, prepare my heart. God says, you got it. And you know what the result is going to be? Takshiv oznecha. Takshiv oznecha. Olam, here's the tefilot. But today, Rabotai, I came to tell you now another, another key. That without this key, we don't have, uh, we don't have, uh, we don't have success. And it's definitely related to Asintimit Teshuvah. During Asiri Mitteshuvah, which is the first two days of Rosh Hashanah, the first two days of the year, we have to look at the, the Amidah. We need to look at the Amidah of Rosh Hashanah. We have to look at its format and its structure. And that probably is the ultimate way to pray to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Because obviously they're going to give us the main Tefillah Rosh Hashanah, because that sets up the whole year. Strangely enough, if you look at the Nosah of the Tefilot and Nosah Shana, no mention of anything personal. No mention. No mention of money, no mention of health, no mention of Shiduchim, no mention of peace and trade. Nothing. It's all God, build your kingdom, let the world come to fear you, let the evil empire crumble. And you'll be the, the only ruler in the world. And all the creatures will know that you are the one that created them. And all the angels will come and, 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 and publicize your greatness. And it says, The world will come together. Not in the United Nations. The world will come together. And it's going to be one agenda. To fulfill your will. That's what we're praying for, Rosh Hashanah. No mention of anything personal. Abotai, this over here is a new kavanah in tefillah. It's a kavanah that Tachamim teach us where you are putting your own personal things on the side and you're praying for the sake of the Shekhinah. It's unbelievable. Which means, who needs more prayers on Rosh Hashanah? Us or God? I'm praying for me. God is God. You don't need help. And we come on Rosh Hashanah, we do something incredible. We come along and say, we're praying for your greatness because we know the Shekhinah is in exile. We know the Beit HaMikdash is destroyed. And therefore, we're praying for your revelation. There's a new way of praying. It's praying L'Tzorich Gavoa. You're praying for Kivyachol for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's benefit. Kivyachol. Even, by the way, even when we're praying for Hayim in the Amidah, in the beginning of the first Berakah, we say, Zuchreru Hayim. So, oh, Rabbi, you're praying for Hayim. No, no, finish, finish it, finish it. Kodveru Besever Hayim. Why do we put in the Book of Life? What Book of Life? Lema'ancha Elohim Hayim. The Book of Life that's Lema'ancha for you, which means I'm asking for life so I can be a good soldier. Which means, remember when Hannah. Hannah, who, by the way, that's the after that we read on Rosh Hashanah. She prayed for a child. Mm-hmm. What did she say why she wants a child? 
Why would, why would a mother want a child? So you could take her to the store and shop and dress him up and take him to the ball game and, you know, uh, show off to your friends or look how cute he is and take him, you know, to the, uh, to the play group and have a good time with him and all that. Why, why do parents want to have children? There's not. And what does Hannah say? If the years of barrenness, give me a child, God, and I will deliver him to you. And that's exactly what she did. Two years old which that's when the kids start getting cute, at two years old. That's when they start to talk and walk. All the fun starts at the two years old. And what does she do? She drops them off to the yeshiva. Today, kids go to yeshiva when they're 13, 14 years old. And the parents think they're doing a great thing. Oh, my son went to Israel. I miss him. And meanwhile, they, 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 they FaceTime him 16 times a day. And they say, oh, I miss my son. He's in Israel. He went to study. Here, the baby's two years old. She sends him to Eli Kohen. Eli, here's my son. I'll see you in 100 years. Finished. He deposits him. That means she had no pleasure. She wanted a child for God's purpose. And that's what we're asking God on Rosh Hashanah, that our prayers are like Hannah. Of course we need stuff. Of course we need stuff. But the stuff that we're asking for is only lema'ancha. Lema'ancha Elohim hayim. We're asking it that it should be, it should be for you. That whatever you're going to give us, it's to serve you. It's a new way of praying, Rabotai. It's not asking for us, it's asking for the service of Hashem. You know, there's a, a famous Gemara. Gemara Berachot, page 34. Adam makom You know, there's an order when you pray. The first three Berachot have to be praise. First you praise God, and then the middle Berachot are requests. And the Gemara said, that's how you have to pray. Now, what does it mean, by the way, praise God? People don't understand this. They think it's like you have to, you're force flattering God. It's like you have to butter up somebody before you want to ask him for something. So when you go to the rich guy, you tell him, oh, by the way, I saw what you did, fantastic, unbelievable. By the way, nice suit you're wearing over there. What an office you have. Your kids, I saw them. So, what are you doing to the guy? You're buttering him up. You're buttering him up. Then you say, do me a favor, I need a million dollars. Okay, But you don't got to do that to God. So what are you doing when you come to God and you're like, oh, Hashem, you get all, keep on, no What is it? You're faking, faking me out over here, you're false flattering me over here. What does it mean? Adam I saw Rav Shlomo Brevda brings down in the Sefer, beautiful explanation. It says, it's coming to tell you what your kavana should be. Ultimately, you have to be mitpalel. You have to be mitpalel, you have to ask for stuff. But first you have to know what the objective is. It's all for the shape of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now that you know everything is for the praise of God, now go pray. Now go pray. Pray for children so you can send them to the yeshiva. Pray for a house so you can have a chnasat wakim, you can hang up a mezuzah, and you can have, a, 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 you know, a, 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 a functions for, for tzedakah. You're praying for bigadim, lechmot shabbat. You're praying for peace. And health, if I have health, I can study Torah all day long. I can, if I have Padnasa, I can, I can take off in the afternoon and go study Torah every day. All these things that I'm praying for is Le'olam first, Yisader Adam Shivaho. That's the objective. Now you want to be Yisader Shivaho? No problem. The Zohar Kadosh writes, Rabotai, amazing Zohar. It says, woe to these people that come on the high holidays and Asirik Meteshuvah, and they pray to God like dogs like a caliph, and they come to God and they say, have, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me. <clears throat> I asked the following question on the Zohar. 
I understand the Zohar has a problem with people that are coming selfishly on the high holidays and they say, oh, give me this, give me this. They think it's a restaurant. And God's the waiter. I'll take one of these, one of those. No, take this back. I didn't ask for this. The soup is too warm. Bring me back another. Uh, I asked for rye bread, not club. They're making orders in the restaurant. So the Zohar Kadosh says, what does it mean over here? You come on Nosh Hashanah, have, have. But why did the Gemara have to say, why did the Zohar have to say it like a dog? What does the dog have to do? Just say, they're asking for their personal needs. If the Zohar means that, what are you asking for personal needs? You should pray for the Shekhinah. You should pray for God's uh, 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 business. So just, just say, have, have. What, does it make, what does it mean, kekelavim? Explanation is, the Zohar does not have a problem to ask for your personal needs. It's okay to ask for your personal needs, but don't ask like a dog. A dog asks for his personal needs for himself, to satisfy himself. So it's okay to say have, have. But if you say have, have, if you say have, have, for your purpose, for God's purpose, then already Borei Olam says, okay, you're doing it for my purpose, I give it to you. Give me a child so I can send him to the yeshiva like we just said by Hannah. Everything that we're going to ask. But a dog doesn't ask for, for, for God's uh, glory. Amazing. Exactly. The, the dog asks for himself. Don't be like a caliph. It's okay to ask, but you have to know the objective. Oh, if that's the case of Botai, if that's the case of Botai, we see, we see something else. The Hakamim come along and say, a beautiful, beautiful Pirush. What does it mean? Amit Palel Sarich Shiyichaven Libol Hashamayim. Again, I always thought it meant Pirusha Midim. Meaning, you have to know Kavana. What's Kavana? I know what you're saying. If a guy's praying to Amidari, just saying words, how can he have Kavana? If you don't know what you're saying, it's very, very plausible. Very quickly into the Amidari, your mind's going to wander because you know what you're saying. You, you, you lose your attention. <clears throat> but I saw Rav Shimshin Pinkis, Alam Shalom, brings an unbelievable explanation. He says, it doesn't say in the Gemara, Sarish Yechaven Perush Hamilim. It doesn't say that. It says, Sarish Yechaven Libol Hashamayim. What does that mean? So he says, the word Lechaven, it could mean concentration, but Lechaven could also mean to direct. You know, when you have an arrow, Lechaven, Lechaven means to direct and aim the arrow in order that it hits its target. When a person is about to pray, he needs to take his heart, which means his, his thoughts, and he has to Mechaven, he has to direct them. What is he trying to reach? Is he trying to reach his personal needs or is the ultimate objective for God? So therefore the Gemara is saying the key is, Sarich Shechaven Libo, Lashamayim. Once already you moved your heart and you directed it, Lashamayim, now it's for God. Now go pray. Now go ask for stuff. Because already, ultimately, whatever you're asking for is for the, I want to get married. Why? And what? If I get married, I don't have hospital of bad thoughts. I have a wife, she'll protect me from Abed, like the Gemara says. And you need to have uh, that as well. Money? Of course you have to have money. If you don't have money, you can't buy Matzot on Pesach. Lechem Oni. 
It's very expensive, uh, the matzot. It makes a person poor. It's, it's so expensive. I'm only. The point is, matzah ashira. You have to be ashira to buy the matzot. The point is, without money, you can't, uh, you can't buy arbabinim, sukkot. You can't do anything. You can buy a sukkah. I'm asking for all these things, but I promise you, it's a good investment. If you give it to me, <laughs> you're going to get it back. Even David HaMelech, Shalom, he prays in Tehillim, he says, we're going to get to this chapter, by the way, but I can't wait till we get to it. It's all the way in, uh, I don't know, chapter 119. It's going to take us three and a half years to get there. So I'll tell it to you now. Adonai ki David HaMelech says, please, God Almighty, heal me, cure me. You know why you should cure me? Because I sinned. And the rabbis all ask, cure me because you sinned? I didn't know that uh, sins are a singular to get refuah. Uh, now, if somebody's sick, I'll tell, go, go make some avirot and then tell God. What kind of thing is this? Says the Magid Meduvna, beautiful mashal. He says there was one time a rabbi making a mission berach for the holim, and uh, everybody's throwing out names. So one guy goes up to the rabbi and says, Could you pray for uh, Hole? What's his name? John. John. Okay, John. What's his mother's name? Mary. John Ben Mary? What are you, the guy doesn't sound too Jewish. He's not Jewish at all. He's a goy. He's a very big goy. He's a goy, the son of a goya. John Ben Mary. So the rabbi says, uh, What are you praying for him? He's He's on his deathbed. He's on his deathbed. What do you care about John Ben Mary? He says, Rabbi, he owes me money. <laughs> he owes me money. If he dies, I don't get paid. He needs it if we David Melech says, I have so much sins. I need to make the shuvah so I can fix it for you. I owe you so much. So I can pay you back. Even the refuah is for God. If I have more life, I can pay my debts. I made so many sins, I need to pay the debt back. But if I die, it's bankruptcy. That's it, chapter 11. Chapter 11, nobody gets paid. So therefore, Bore Olam says, David Melech says, Refuah nafshi. Therefore, even the refuah is for you. When a person's sick, God forbid, he's praying to God, please give me the refuah shenemah, I'll go to the Bet Knesset. So I can sing the Halev for you, so I can praise you, so I can do mitzvot. Otherwise, the metim cannot praise you. The living, so I need life so I can do these things. So it's not that you can't pray for things. It's how you pray for things. Therefore, the, the way Rav Shimshim Pikas learns that Gemara is, You have to direct your heart. That's the, that's the whole key. And that's, I mean, based on this, I saw an uh, uh, excellent explanation. You know, so this chapter comes out, Abotai. Let's, 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 let's go now. Uh, let's go like this now. This chapter is perfect for Asiri Imeteshuvadan. Because it's teaching us how to pray. Tachin libam, meaning direct their hearts. Direct their hearts so they're praying in the right kivun. Tachin libam, that they're praying in the right direction. And then, tachshivos necha. Because when you pray for God, then you get answered. What's the pshat? Why? I'll tell you why you get answered when you pray for God. Very, very beautiful explanation according to the Mikubalim. When a person prays for stuff for himself, it arouses the prosecutor. The prosecutor says, who's this guy asking for, for money? Who is he? He doesn't deserve it. He's asking for money. The guy makes all these averot, he wants money. Now, all of a sudden, there's, a, there's a, 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 an audit. Nobody wants to be audited in the Shamayim. They open up the books. Well, 
but deserve it, doesn't he deserve it, and they start to make a whole noise. But if a person comes along and says, I'm praying for Borei Olam, what could the prosecutor say? What could the prosecutor say? God doesn't deserve it. What could the prosecutor say? God doesn't earn it. God doesn't deserve to have somebody that's going to serve him. Therefore, it, 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 it bypasses the Mekatregim. Understand the secret over here? It bypasses all the, all, 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 all the prosecutors. Because what can they say? No, Borei Olam, you don't deserve to have a, a, a servant pray to you. You don't, have deserve the, you don't deserve this mitzvah. Keep quiet. I don't deserve it. I deserve everything. That's one way it works. I'll tell you another way it works. Another mechanics, the way it works. Beautiful way. You know what the Gemara says? The Gemara says in, um, in Berachot, we learned it. Kol mitpalel be'ad habero behut sarich le'oto davar hu na'ana tehila. You hear that rule? Whoever prays for their friend and they need the same item that they're praying for for their friend, they get answered first. Amazing Hindush. You pray, you pray, you pray for the other one. Recently, one of our members told me uh, his son uh, uh, was going out on a date, and they were—he was on the way to the date. He has to get there at uh, eight o'clock to pick her up. On the way there, he sees an old man fell on the floor. Uh, he jumped out of his car. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Well, I lost my balance. Seventy-year-old guy. So the seventy-year-old guy says, "Wow, what are you? You're dressed up. Where, where, where are you going? I'm going on a date." He's, "Oh, I wish I would go on a date. I'm seventy years old. I never got married." So they made a deal. They said, you know what? We'll pray for each other. What's your name? What's your name? They prayed for each other. They started to pray for each other. P.S. The kid takes the guy home because he couldn't walk. He drove him home. He was late to the first date. Anyway, this guy, he gets engaged two weeks ago in Lakewood. Beautiful. The boy from here gets engaged in Lakewood, makes the party. At the engagement, the old man texts him. I get a mazel tov. I just got engaged today. No. The guy's 70. The guy's 70. Wait, wait, who engaged him? Who got him engaged? 70 with a limp because he fell, the guy. So now you see what? They prayed for each other. Each guy, this guy needed a shidduch. He's, I'm going to pray for you. They got engaged the same night. <laughs> so therefore, based on this, we understand the, um, we understand it. What's the explanation? The explanation over here is, explanation over here is that what? When we come along and need something, but what are we doing instead? We're praying for God. Ah, we're praying for our friend. We're praying for Kadosh Baruch We're praying for God. Borei Olam said, you get answered first. You put your things on the side and you prayed for me. Meaning, the connection. He needs the same item. So those, that's the mechanics, the way it works. Now, if that's the case, we learned the secret of how to get Tefillot answered during Aseri and But we said that this chapter is also the chapter of the Jewish people in Galut. Galut Esav, like the Sephonno said. Must be that if we learn how to pray with this new Kabbalah, that all of our wants be directed for the greater glory of God, it'll end the galut. The rasha will be subjugated. How does it work? So I have a beautiful explanation of Botai. It's based on a dirash, on a pasuk. The pasuk comes along and says, 
This is a deras from the rabbi called the Havot Yair. There is a Zohar Kadosh. The Zohar Kadosh says that in what sechut does Esav Rasha have dominion? What? What zechut does Esav have that he has sovereignty over us for 2,000 years? He has to have a zechut. So the Zohar Kadosh says, you remember when he came in to get the blessings? And he realized that the blessings went to Yaakov? So he started to cry. And it says he dropped three tears. They lost the blessings of Yitzhak Avinu. What were the blessings of Yitzhak? All the blessings. And they all went to Yaakov Avinu. And Esav cried and he cried. And Borei Olam says, you have to nullify those three tears. Those three tears... They're standing on him. They're standing for him. So the Mefarshim will ask, we have to nullify them? How many tears have B'nai Yisrael cried during the Galut? I mean, we have a general rule that says that if you have two and one, it's Batel Barov. We definitely have more tears than the three tears of Esav. Klaus has been crying in Galut for thousands of years. You're telling me we cannot nullify those three tears? So the Havotiyah says something incredible. He says, yeah, there's a rule, Rabotai, that when you nullify things, mean bimino eno batel, that things that are alike don't nullify. Only mean bisheenu mino. To nullify one type of tear, you cannot nullify it in the same tear. You have to give it a different tear, something that's not similar. Something that's similar is batel, but something that's not similar, but not mean bimino. You need mean bisheenu mino. Why was Esav crying, Rabotai? Because he lost the physical blessings. He lost the physical blessings. He lost the Dagan, the Tirosh. And therefore, when Klaise is crying in Galut, what are we crying for? The same reason why Esav was crying. We want money, we want Panazah, we want Olamazah. So God says, you're crying, but you're crying like Esav. Therefore, our tears are just like the tears of Esav. Once we start to cry for a higher reason, we're crying for the purpose of the Shekhinah, we're crying, we don't have Kohanim anymore. Guess what, you know we should cry? Imagine if we had a Navi. We'd know what's going on in the world today, by the way. There's not one rabbi that tells what's going on. Why is there a pandemic? What's the Avon? What's the Tikkun? What should we be doing? What the, why is this happening? When's it going to end? What's the end game? Nobody can say anything. Why? There's no Navi. <laughs> so we're lost. We're walking around, a blind person in the dark. This should already concern us. But nobody cries about that. Because if you had a bit of Mikdash, you'd have no, no problems. If you had Mashiach, no problem. So then we have to direct our tears. Then God says, if we got a few of those tears, then it's mean b'she'enomino. It'll nullify the tears of Esav. Based on this, he explains a beautiful pasuk in, um, in, the, uh, in the book of Devarim, in Lamid Gimal. What does it say? At the end, we're going to read the pasuk on Subhat uh, Torah. Vayishkon Yisrael betach badad en Yaakov el eres dagan betirosh. So he explains the pasuk like this. Vayishkon Yisrael betach. The Jewish people should be established. We should be secure. Vayishkon Yisrael betach. We should be secure. 
But guess what? Badad. We're not. We're alone. Badad. We're, we're, we're isolated. The world hates us. You know why? And Yaakov. Because the tears that are coming out of the eyes of Yaakov. And you know what the tears that are coming out? El Eres Dagan Betirosh. We're crying for Dagan Betirosh. And as long as you're crying for Dagan Betirosh, it's exactly what Esau was crying for. Tirosh for Yitzar. And the, 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 the money, the physical. And therefore, as long as that's the issue, it's not going to be Mevatel. Therefore, we have to change the focus. Based on this Rabotai, I saw brought out in the Sefer Imre Baruch. He brings an incredible Mesorah. What is Mesorah? If you look in Parashat Emor, in Perek Chav Gimal, in Pasuk, uh, Pasuk Chav Dalet. Where did he go, uh, Jaime? Why is he going to lose this Hadush? He became the doorman now of the synagogue? Jaime! You're not the doorman. Everybody wants to put their paraphernalia in the shul over here. It's not our issue over here. Beautiful. The Balaturim found two other times where it says the word Zichron in the Tanakh. Without a computer, by the way. He did it without a computer. So he says... Zichron, Gimel b'Masoret, three times Zichron. Zichron Teruah here, Veidach, and Zichron Larishonim, and Zichron Larishonim. There's no, there's no Zicharon, and Zichron, and the third one, Ki and Zichron lechacham imakesil. The Balaturim says one time it says Zichron, and then two other times it says and Zichron. So he says there's a remez to this. It's referring to Rosh Hashanah. The tzaddikim and zichron. God doesn't have to remember them because right away they put in, uh, in the book of uh, life. The sha'im also in zichron because they put right away in the book of death. Who needs a zikaron? The benonim, the middle guys. So therefore, two in zichrons and one zichron. His lashon is shloshat sefarim niftahim berosh Hashanah. That's way he understood it. But I saw Bordan in the Emre Baruch from the Havot Yair. He says something beautiful. He says... Have it here. We'll read it inside the Botai. He writes like this: Zichron Teruah. We're telling God, you have to remember us. Zichron Teruah. You have to remember the Jewish people. All the tefillot that we're making. Teruah is is a cry. All the cries that we've made. Zichron Teruah. God should remember. But the pasuk says, <laughs> the next pasuk comes along and says, En Zichron, En Zichron Rishonim. God doesn't. God doesn't remember. Why don't you remember all these tefillot, all the teruahs that B'nai Yisrael have cried throughout the generation? Zichron teruah. 
En zichron. You know why? Look at the third pasuk. The third pasuk comes along and says, the third pasuk is read like this. Ki en zichron lehacham imakesiyin. You know why there's no zichron? Because the hacham, which is B'nai Yisrael, and the kesir, which is Esav, then it's the same. There's no difference between them. They're crying for the same reasons. And since they're crying for the same reasons, uh, the hacham and the kesir are the same. Therefore, en zichron. There should be zichron. Zichron teruah. But en zichron. You know why? Because the hacham and the kesir are the same. And therefore, it's en zichron. Therefore, Abotai, what do we do on, Nosh, on Yom Kippur? We take the Sa'il Azazel, we throw it off the mountain. The Sa'il Azazel represents Esav. And then we come along and say, throw it off the mountain, we have to change our focus. Mm-hmm. We have to change. And that's why Yamim Nuraim puts us back on track. And that's all the difficult, all year long should be like this. Not only Yamim, Yamim Nuraim, it's clear. We don't even mention anything personal because we don't want to get sidetracked at all. But the Kabbana is all year long. That's why we read this chapter during Asirit Meteshuvah. Because it reminds us of how to pray. And if that's the case, that's why this is the chapter of the Jewish people in Galut. Because until we learn how to pray with the right kabana, we say, Why are you so far from us? Ta'alim in Abbasara. Why do you deny us? Like the Sephorno said, Why aren't you accepting our tefillot? Ta'alim, you deny, you hide yourself. And like we saw from the, uh, the Minhat Arib, that he said that this is referring to the Galut of the Jewish people in Galut Esav. And the answer is because because we're not praying with the right kavana, even if you know the words. But our heart is on the wrong direction. It's not hitting the, it's not hitting the arrow. And then at the end, Rabotai, the last pasuk says, if we end up praying with the right kabbalah, God will judge the yatom vadach, the, 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 the weak one, which is us. Bal Yosifon, he will not be persecuted anymore. Which means what? God will destroy the wicked one from the land. As the Pasuk says, just to read it in the, uh, in the English so you get a, a flavor of the last Pasuk. The Pasuk comes along and says, to champion the orphan and the downtrodden, which is B'nai Yisrael, so that he shall be no longer terrified of an earthly mortal. In order that we should not be terrified from an earthly human being. And that only happens when we direct our tefillot l'shamayim. Tekibal tefillatinu beratzon, v'tekatvu v'tehatmu b'sifran shel tzadikim le'altar, le'orich yamim u'shlot hayim, amen keni ratzon. Amen, amen, amen. Hazaku baruch. How do you like that piece? You hear that piece? That's it.